Boom, bang, stoked 36, and I just ate a huge roll of sushi. You know how you usually get sushi cut up in New Zealand? I got to the sushi place early enough for them just to have it in rolls, and I said, I'll buy that off you. $13, best $13 I've ever spent. How are you? Mitch Powell is good. He's with me. I'm Louis Herman Watt. I'm also good. And we've got so much to get through. Probably too much, but that won't stop us from trying. I personally have an AFL Grand Final this week. I am so fizzed for that. We'll talk about the mighty Uni Blues. Princess Jeannie Bouchard will grace our shores with her presence. There's too much good surfing news as far as the Kiwis go. It's quite overwhelming. We'll touch on that. Tiger Woods is going 1v1. We know you love Tiger Woods because we love Tiger Woods. He's going 1v1 with an arch rival. And the All Blacks lost. They lost a game. I told you there was a lot to chew through. Because of that, let's not waste any more time. It's the Stoked Pod with Mitch and Louie. Thirteen dollars. Thirteen whole dollars on a single roll of sushi. Thirteen New Zealand pesos. You're a madman. That's a lot of money to spend on sushi, my friend. You think about how much money you've spent on avocados combined in your lifetime. I, I don't. I don't. That, yes, you do. That's a luxury item that I that I don't. You'll never own a house. You're a phony. You're a pretender. I'll I'll buy avocados for the rest of when they're a dollar each. I'll go. I'll spend a dollar on an avocado. Otherwise, I'll just pr- tr- probably try and flog them off my parents. It's been a big morning. I was hungry. I saw it there, and it was, was so... It, was it more than just, like, was it the equivalent of, like, 10, 10 or think, 12 pieces? I think what I figured out it was, because they must chop the ends off. Okay, so you got... So I got, like, maybe an equivalent, maybe one and a half extra bit. I'm saying you got ripped. I mm. think you should you should have really bartered there, because they save labour. They save labour on having True. to cut that sushi. Environmentally friendly, though. I didn't get the plastic container. I said, no, just chuck it in a paper bag. That's pretty mint. That you is pretty You should day. just grab it in your hand. <laughs> just, just started eating it on the street. Oh, Mitch, it's been a whole week since we've done one of these. A whole week, and me, oh my, has a bit gone on. Since we last did a podcast, I've been part of a semi-final winning AFL team. And sort of, so have I. You were there. I My first ever AFL game, I went and watched it, and it was my mate Louis playing for the magnificent university Australian Rules Football Club of Auckland and uh, perennial threats this year we've seen to have put it together we've had a run of good results only dropped the one regular season game finished minor premiers last week in the semi-final against North Shore it got heated oh come on it Did didn't it really get, get heated so the thing is we just pumped them me and I'm sure the majority of our listeners would have gone into that game sort of treating it like rugby where you know, there's a bit of biff, there's a little bit of push and shove, but shit, is there anything close to an AFL game? No. Australians are angry people. I was quite, like, startled by what I was seeing. <laughs> Hold I, on, it's not like it was violent. Well, someone got punched in the head. Oh, that's not true, did they? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but one, of your most... pl- one of your players got punched in the head in the second quarter. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing any of that. You got punched at open palm to the chest a number of times. Yeah, that's fine. We'll hear why in a sec. Because <laughs> you're a massive pest, I've learned. Like, so many things I thought about you before seeing that game make so much more sense now. I don't know if you're going to make me play a clip now. I don't know if I want to do it because I think my reputation could be tarnished with the great people of the Stoke Podcast at the Stoke Podcast on Instagram, uh, the Stoke Podcast 
on iTunes wherever you get your podcast, they might actually have, think something you know useful of me and might think that I'm not a bad person. Yeah, I tell you what, either they're really going to like this podcast afterwards or they'll never listen to a single one again. Anybody that plays sport with me, throughout, who has played sport with me throughout the years, will know. I mean, I love talking about sport. I work at Radio Sport. We've got a sports podcast. I also like to play it. I'm not very good. You were pretty good. Nah. Mostly for like technical, um, unethical reasons. <laughs> on okay are we gonna do this play it this is what was captured who by someone that was on the sideline alex chapman your flatmate friend co-worker please don't think wrong of me don't 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 let this don't let this change your perception of who i am as a person unless it's for the better I think what is being said there, and I don't really yeah, know. Give a bit of context because watching this clip, I didn't really understand why you were doing what you were doing. But so, if you just explain that, and then maybe we'll throw it up on the gram afterwards for the people. Somebody had taken a mark or had a free kick in AFL. So, if you've seen, so, so you'd been penalised. So. Yeah, yep. essentially. So in AFL, you get a free kick, so you get a chance to stand on a mark and kick the ball away. I am the person guarding the mark, so I'm standing on the mark. They're trying to kick it over my head. Uh, and that was the guy I'd been marking all day. And, you know, he had... There'd been quite a bit of niggle. Quite a bit of niggle. Well, You'd been shoved in the chest on a number of occasions. Probably said some things to him that made me laugh quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, look, I was just probably telling him that he hadn't touched the pool that often. and Yeah, so run us through what was, you did say there. Oh, I just said... This is the f- first time you've touched the ball, buddy. Make the most of it. And then this is the first lot of laughter. And then, I don't know, this just came to me on the moment. It was quite inspired. How do you spell shank? And um, just a whole lot of clapping and star jumping. Yeah, and... star jumps. And then do- what did he do? He shanked it, mate. Psychological warfare. Yeah. For those, Louis won. For those of unnamed you that don't... North Shore Tiger player, zero. Well, he was quite good and you were, oh, you had gotten his yeah. head. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what a shank is, um, typically used in golf, it's when you just spray hit some it. horrible shot that just sort of like shoots off to the right. Yeah. So it's, or, it's or a, left. Yeah, a, sh- a shank. Yeah. Yeah. A shank can be anything really. A, a shit shot, basically, but usually off the outside of your boot. It comes like off the side of your boot and like doesn't you go. Hooked it, you've shanked it. It yeah. goes nowhere near the intended target, and that's what he did. Um, few people probably thinking he was going to make that make that goal, but uh, yeah. not even close. So that happened. And Pop. now, now you're in the final. Yeah, and then, and that's that's why I'm saying this. Really, this is just a bit of self, selfless, <laughs> sorry, shameless self promotion. Yep. Um, Albany QBE Stadium on the is out, that where it is on the outer field? Yeah, this Saturday, two p.m. I believe. Wait, so it's their home game. You guys are away from home. What? How? Are you, how do you feel about that? You're going to take a few supporters up there. Well, it's not an away game as such. Oh, is that just where the... the, it, the it's always there. That's the number one field. Yeah, so we are playing Mount Ross School, and they and we all travel up there. What time? I believe it's 2pm kickoff. 2pm kickoff. So if you're around the area and you want to come watch some AFL, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's like extremely high level or anything because it's, this is New Zealand. But to be honest, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought I was going to be watch a couple of Muppets like... Try and kick a ball around the field. No, was not gonna... everyone's like me. We've actually got people that are skilled and don't just go there to. I tell you what, mate, you fill your, you fulfill your role very well. That might not be kicking the ball a really long way, but <laughs> you do your job. So yeah. that's happening, but that's definitely not even one of the 
five most exciting things that's happened this week. There's so much more to get into on the Stoke Podcast. Uh, once again, at the Stoke Pod on Instagram, Stoke Podcast on iTunes, wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Listen to us. Go back and have a peruse. We've done some great stuff. We've got some cool stuff happening in the coming weeks. Coming up later on this podcast, we're going to actually preview some of that. We're going to talk some surfing. We're going to talk some All Blacks. But up next, she's the princess. She's the queen of our generation, at least allegedly. Could she be my princess? <laughs> Mitchell, I want to play you a clip right now. This, from, this from, is, yeah. From my queen and or princess. Yeah, or goddess. I don't know how you want to. Yeah, probably all of those. Carl Budge is the director or tournament director, I think is his official title. He's a, he's a great guy. He's the big dog. He's the big dog at the ASB Classic, which is New Zealand's premier tennis tournament, men's and women's. And it's a it's a fantastic tournament. It's actually one of the things, it's super underrated. It's one of the things we do really, really well in New Zealand, this tournament. If the weather's good, it's just a phenomenal event. It's unbeatable. Great field. This year, yesterday, announced. She's almost the face of millennial living these days. Sorry, what? She's almost the face of millennial living these days. That's why we have to worship her. I see. Eugenie Bouchard. Or Jeannie, Jeannie Bouchard. Jeannie Bobini Fofini Banana Nana Mamini Mini. That one. Jeannie Bouchard is a Canadian tennis player. I think she's about 23, 24 now. Kind of shot onto the scene as like an 18-year-old, was a phenom, made a whole lot of semifinals. She might have even made three semifinals at the th- four, out of the four majors in one year. Didn't win one. She was a superstar. She erupted. And then she kind of her career kind of crashed and waned a wee bit. As Instagram um, followers went up, tennis playing ability. Commonly known as the chick that took a random Twitter follower on a date because during the Super Bowl where the Patriots went down heavily at the half to Atlanta, she um, posted like, oh, there's no way the Patriots can win this. A, a fan replied, if the Patriots come back and win, can we go on a date? She said, yep, sure. Then as a total GB, followed it through. They went to a couple of baseball games. He was uh, quite a cutie too from He seemed from like memory. a pretty normal dude. That's yeah. actually super rare that a guy off the internet is is like a pretty straight up guy. Yeah. Yeah, rare that she actually uh, hooked a good one. Mm. So that happened. She kind of shot it to stardom. Then she got involved with um, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. Shoot. Yeah, for the 2000 and I don't know. I didn't look at it. Uh, Carl Budge <laughs> says she is the... She's almost the face of millennial living these days. Sorry, Mitch, you're not the face of millennial living. Uh, Princess Bouchard is. I'm pretty sure that, I, I, you know, I'd really gone the last sort of decade of my life going, this is me, I'm the I'm the face of this, I stand for everything I millennials should stand for. I use and I've got reusable a, bags. stainless steel straw, I haven't touched a plastic bag. My lime scooter to save the, on carbon emissions. I did. When you called me today saying, where the hell are you? We've got a podcast to, you to record. I was so far away. But what do you know? I got here in 10 minutes. Lime, 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 lime. Once again, we're not sponsored by Lime Scooter. Mitch is just an <laughs> enthusiast. We should be, man. <laughs> we should. Did right. We M- should be. Limes are the face of millennial living. Yeah, actually, Carl Budge, think twice. She's almost the face of millennial living these days. Wrong! You're wrong, son. Lime scooters are the face of millennial living. I This morning, I've used a keep cup and a lime. What more do you want Yeah, from what me? have you done, Jenny? Uh, she essentially is super famous, and she's coming, and it's, she's, she's a pretty handy tennis player. She's 88th in the world now, I think. She's on the climb. She's made a couple of finals, made a couple of... um, Sorry, made a couple of quarterfinals, made a couple of semifinals in the last year. Yeah, even though she's, she's world number 88, but she is still a big deal. She's a huge deal. Uh, and this goes along with Caroline Wozniacki. Um, the Woz. 
yeah, a whole raft of other genuine superstars that Carl Budge has managed to lure down to lure. That sounds kind of creepy. Yeah, especially, yep, yep, it does. Yeah, yep. Uh, so this is fantastic news. I have set you a task, and hopefully you've done that task. Do you have Jenny Bouchard's Instagram page open? I do. Bearing in mind this is a podcast and this is audio only, I want you to describe, because Carl Budge says that Jenny Bouchard... She's almost the face of millennial living these days. For the the fellow millennials listening to this podcast that might not know who Jenny Bouchard is, I'd like to see you go through her last five Instagram posts and explain to us... What exactly is the face of millennial I'm living? So this is this is actually a hilarious task. Okay, so Jenny Bouchard, one point eight million followers on the gram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get her at Jeannie Bouchard. That's G E N I E. The rest will pop up because she's got one point eight million followers. So, do you want me to start at five and work to the most recent? Sure. Okay, I'll tell you. Within these five, not a single one. Um, has any tennis in it. <laughs> At number five. Wow, this is only two days ago. She's done five grams in yeah, two she's days. she's the face of millennial living, mate. We all use Instagram 24-7. I need to get my gram rate up. I'm not gramming nearly often enough. Uh, the caption in the first one, DTF. What's DTF commonly known as? Louis? Uh, down to... to <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't know, mate. <laughs> yeah. uh, down to Fiesta, apparently. So that's a little selfie of her and a mate at the beach. Okay. Yep, a little, little beach selfie. Got a little reflective sunnies on, uh, lying on a beach towel. Next up, we have... No tennis in this one, either. No, no tennis. So, more sand. Apparently millennials don't play tennis. Karen. Chilling, because I won MVP. Uh, again, not tennis related. She's been playing some beach soccer in a uh, charity tournament. Oh, that's yep. very charitable. Yes, yep. She's a good wahine. Uh, next one is another shot from the beach tournament. Skills, her dribbling a ball. Uh, three soccer ball emojis at the end of that one. Uh, second, second to last. Uh, Love spending time during my off season giving back. Played soccer with at best buddies and here we go at SI swimsuit. That's Sports Illustrated Swimsuit. We've already uh, mm-hmm. acknowledged she's mm-hmm. had a bit to do with that mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be doing more charity events during the remaining month of my off-season. Can't wait. So that was a little summary of the previous two beach posts. Lovely. And last but certainly not least, probably the cream of the crop, uh, is Jeannie and a, and a chap which many of you listeners will have some very great memories of. A lot of nostalgic boogieing probably over the years. Uh, be her and Flo Rida. Wait, is this... <laughs> Her and Flo Rida dancing. Well, Flo Rida's like singing to her while they dance. This is just the goat picture. That's just showbiz, baby. Flo making us all dance on stage with him. Heart. So she doesn't even call him Flo Rida. Flo. My boy Flo. So Flo is serenading her and boogieing around. Okay. Well, some some men just really have it all, Louis. That's all, that's all I'll say. Some men just really have it all. It is... 
Uh, pertinent for us to point out, Jenny Bouchard is once again a professional tennis player, number eighty eighth in the world. She's actually really good at tennis, and she's actually seems like she's great value. Like if you if you went through for a peruse on her Instagram, you'd see a lot of stuff like this. She is. I know what Carl Budge. We're not just taking the piss out of Carl Budge here. Actually, we're not taking the piss out of him at all. I know what he means when she he says she's the face of millennial living. She's, uh, I guess, young. She's confident. She's out doing things, and she's relatable, right? Yeah, uh, like everything we've said in this segment so far, we mean wholeheartedly she's a massive mm. uh, catch for this mm. tournament and also for flow rider <laughs> so jenny uh, this is a public shout out to you if Wh- you wanted to come on to the stoked podcast what can we tweet her like some crazy bet to get her to come on jenny like, if like, crusaders <laughs> don't win the 2019 super rugby <laughs> will you go on a date with me <laughs> uh i won't be going on a date with jenny no yeah because you yeah okay <laughs> Will you? Yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah. Well, you take no, one for Sh- this. Shannon would definitely let you go on a date with, with Jeannie. Like, because it's Jeannie. Shannon's good like that. I know she would. Yeah. Shout out, Shannon. Um, yeah. We'll see about that one. Jeannie Bouchard to the ASB Classic. Giddy up. What a time to be alive, people. What a time to be alive. <laughs> From one princess to another... This one, this wahini, one of New Zealand's own, we talked about her on last podcast, Paige Harab. We're not going to stop talking about her for a while. She's, uh, she's like queen of the water. She's like, uh, she's, uh, she's like queen the, of the wave. The fem- female version of Tangaroa. Yeah. She's the goddess of the sea. We talked about Paige Harab last week with Chris Reeve. Uh, Chris Reeve covers surfing for the New Zealand Herald. He's a very educated young man. Unfortunately not with us today because he's busy getting married. Good on him. Good on you, Chris. All Congratulations, mate. Yeah. From the stoked pod to you. Congrats. Have a fantastic wedding. We'll see you when you get back. Paige Harrod managed to re-qualify or qualify for the um, Women's Championship Tour of Surfing. That's what it's called. It's CT for the women's, not yep. cement. Yep. Which means she's going to be in the top echelon of surfers in the world. Yep. We but- spoke about this, and it was just such a fantastic mood and environment because she's um she's great isn't she Mitch? she's actually one of the better people she is she's she definitely uh she definitely loves aotearoa just as much as we do uh she loves to give back and she loves to do our sometimes questioned flag goofy right oh, yep she is a goofy footer she has a lethal backhand attack that means when she, she's a goofy foot when she's got her back to the wave so when she's going right she is good in the pocket uh yeah, the she hit the lip. Well, bam! She loves to whoop bam, whoop bam, whoop bam. Just drop in and get so pitted. Whoop bam! That's her. Uh, and the last CT comp of the year is in Maui, and it is one of the best right hand waves you'll ever uh, throw your eyeballs at. Uh, so we're very very excited to see her. They have, unleash the, they have on the last that. women's event there. Like say, so they have the last men's event at Pipeline every year, right? They have the last women's event at Maui every year. Maui, uh, yeah, it has been for the last few years. Yeah, yep. and it, and it, Carissa Moore usually just dominates. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, she's got she's one of the more powerful uh, regular footed surfers. But in saying that, Carissa isn't really in the conversation this year. Mm. It's it's all about two women, uh, one of them being Steph Gilmore, who is basically the best female surfer to ever grace the face of the planet. Um, Lady Goat. Yeah, she's the she's the Kelly of, of the Wahines for sure. Uh, but she's just got to make a couple heats and she wins her, I think, eighth world title. 
she hasn't had another one for for quite an extended period. So everyone's been hoping for this for a while. And then there's there's one girl that can upset her by the name of Lakey Peterson. She's I think got to win it. And if she wins it and Steph makes it to like the quarters or the semis, then they'll have a surf off. Gangster. They would be tied. That would be cool. We haven't seen a surf off before, so yeah. So that's that's happening. And Paige Harrop is she's a, she is an excellent Kiwi, one of the great New Zealanders. So she'll be on the championship tour next year, flying our flag. Last week on the podcast, you might remember us saying, "Has there ever been a men, a man, and a woman on the championship no, tour at the same time?" Never. The answer was no. The answer was we have had Ricardo Christie on the CT before, 2015. As we have Paige. As we have Paige. He got dropped off. Uh, he has been scrapping on the qualifying series since. And then this weekend gone at the Hawaiian Pro. Which is one of the biggest comps of the qualifying tour season. Uh, championship tour surfers can enter. Yeah, yeah, a lot it, of championship tours in this because it, it has more meaning. It's, it's like spiritually and res- it's just a highly respected competition, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it, the, the thing is there's like a competition within a competition when you... It's so confusing. With these two comps, so... So Pipeline, most famous surf competition on, on the planet, yeah. as well as the Hawaiian Pro and one that we've got to come make up the Triple Crown. Yeah. So if you do well in all those three, you then win. you win the Triple Crown, which is just a highly, highly Very prestigious, prestigious uh, trophy. So that's why you get so many championship tour surfers coming down and surfing in this qualifying series event. And they can do that. So it makes it tough. And this is the last real great opportunity for uh, these, la- these last two competitions, the last two really kind of prime opportunities for qualifying series surfers to qualify for the championship, the number one division. Ricardo Christie, our guy, our lad, the, our Kiwi. The man from Mahia, the Mahia, Mahitian magic. He made it, and he surfed so well. He surfed all the way to the final, and we are here saying on the Stoke podcast that that should be enough. He is probably, most likely, most definitely, probably, just in case something very strange we're happens. Like, you know, we're, we're touching wood. We're, we're not going to say that he is, he's on yet because we don't want to, mm. you know, by some horrible... He is really, really probably on God. the championship tour. I, I honestly, I haven't done the math, but I don't think it's mathematically possible that he doesn't make it on next year. But the WSL would never go so far as to... Confirm before the confirmation. Exactly. So, so if... If he falls in that 99% and does qualify for the championship tour next year, we can confirm that without even being there, 2019 will be New Zealand's most successful year in surfing, competitive surfing history. It's just so cool. And so rad. Next week's podcast, I think we're going to try to do a little expose, are we? Yep, we're going to, yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a big surfing wrap. We'll try and talk to a few people in the industry, maybe even the ones that are there ripping, shredding. Cutting. On the cold face of it all. Yep. Congratulations, Paige Harrow and Ricardo Christie, especially you, Rick, this last weekend. You're such Just a good dude. Phenomenal. Replying to my Instagram comments saying thanks for the thanks for the um support, you know, love hearts. He's just such a good guy. Good bloke. Great bloke. Great he, he surfed out of his skin. Like he actually he beat so many incredible <laughs> surfers to get there. And you know why? Because he is one of those incredible surfers. He deserves to be on the championship tour. And 2019, it's going to be huge. Watch out for next week's podcast. Like us or follow us rather on Instagram at the Stoked Pod. Get your uh, podcast, iTunes, you don't want to miss Radio, it. You wherever. don't want to miss it. We're going to go big. Coming up still, we've got to touch on golf, Tiger Woods. But after this, um, I need to. we need to actually have a little lie down on the couch and have a little bit of a counselling session. Boom! <laughs>
Ireland, Dublin, Johnny Sexton, Peter oh, Marnie. Do we both have to lie down, or are you the are you the are you the one that's counselling me, or am I counselling you? I'm just trying to get into a lying position. Is it? Not really. It's quite compromising, actually. Dublin, All Blacks, Joe Schmidt, Steve Hansen, Jewel Playmakers, All Blacks lose. The All Blacks lost. The All Blacks lost in a, in a historic test match. They lost to Ireland for the first time in Ireland. The country's in meltdown. Fuel prices have gone up. Avocado price, sushi roll prices have gone up. Avocados and um, petrol have actually been dropping. The last fortnight, but I know what you're getting at. Well, actually, has the country been in meltdown? I work in talkback radio, so it's kind of I get stuck in like a little echo chamber of, of negativity. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. There's been yeah. No one, no one knows quite how to react to a loss like New Zealanders. I what? people were genuinely saying that the answer is to drop Kieran Reid as captain and number eight. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> do we just want to? Do we just want to say right now? I know this happened last Saturday, so we're not going to spend too long talking about it. Do we just want to say right now that we lost because the Irish played better? Oh, so much better! There isn't a team in the world that would have beaten them the way they played on Saturday. Mm. They just wanted it more. And could I just give a quick shout out to the to the bloke who plays for Ireland, grew up over the road from me, who is pl- who's possibly no, that's not that's not right. But he's played in the only two tests that Ireland have ever beaten the All Blacks in. He debuted in Chicago in <laughs> 2016. Does it? Did he play in the return game in Dublin that year? Do you know? I can't remember if he got Because if, if he's 2-0 and against the All Blacks, that's phenomenal. Is this Joey Carberry? Yeah, Joey Carberry. He's the, uh, he, he had number 22, 23 on in the weekend. He, uh, yeah, he has played in two games. He, pr- he probably has the best win. He would have the best win record of any Irishman ever over the All Blacks. That's quite impressive. That's a feat. So shout out, Joey. Uh, sorry, I absolutely smoked you that time in under 11s. Yeah, I, mate, I, I know you didn't. I know I was offside. I, I was a big unit back then. Jo- <laughs> Joey was a win, and um, yeah, uh, and uh, double primary versus St Joseph's, the Catholic boys. Um, yeah, in, in a word, will Italy carry the momentum and beat up on the All Blacks this week? Well, <laughs> come on, at least try and say that question with a straight face. The answer is no. But in saying that. They did push the Wallabies quite that hard. That means so little. It, do, it does, yeah, it does. Uh, are we going to win the World Cup next year? Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, I'll tell you what, if you look at the state that the All Blacks were in in 2014, the season before the previous World Cup, the same stage we're at now for the 2019 World Cup, we were shocking. Pe- New Zealand was generally worried. I don't know if you remember this, you were probably only like 12 back then, but the All Blacks <laughs> had, a, had a horrible season. We lost to South Africa that year. We lost to the well. We drew with the Wallabies. You know, if we really lost to them as well. If we if we compare our two records, twenty fourteen was much worse. What did we do? We stood up and bloody won it. We won it. I loved it. Oh, I won't say that actually. Ireland are cool. They're easy to like. Oh, if there's a t- if there's a team that I'd be happy to beat us. Uh, it'd be it'd be Ireland All right. but because they've got a Kiwi coach and I've had such a big impact over the years of sculpting that team to be <laughs> the team it is obviously oh, we already talked about that oh, congratulations right. Bundy Ike as well don't listen to the haters you're Irish bro Bundy I tell you what 
when they won that game, he slapped that Irish crest like nobody's business. He's proud. He, he has mana. He does have mana. Irish mana. That's all, uh, that's all the rugby chat we've got time for because I, I fear that we're just going to drive ourselves crazy freaking out about Norbert Sauce. Boom for Mitch, before we go, I want to play you some clips. Okay? Okay. Are you with me? Yep. And I feel like the first hole is a great hole for me. And I, I believe, in fact, I'm willing to risk 100000 that says I birdie the first hole. So you think you can make birdie on the first hole? I know I'm going to make birdie on the first hole. Double it. Double what for what? This is Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, right? Are playing if you haven't heard of it, they're playing... 1v1 match play Haunt, grudge Haunt. match. Yeah, it's a, it's a, they're, they're playing a match, a grudge match in Las Vegas for an outrageous amount of money. Like the, For what's on the line, the concept is outrageously simple. It's just a couple blokes, or two, when I say a couple blokes, two of the greatest ever getting out onto the golf course and playing a match. So, you know, this happens every weekend between between a couple couple golfers. They'll go out and, you know, play for the person who, who buys the beer at the end of it. What Phil and Tiger are doing is playing for $10 million with a whole heap of outrageous well, side bets. are they? Wow. So this is the thing. So the, the concept goes that Tiger and Phil will play just 1v1. They'll walk around the golf course, 18 holes. Whoever wins... Sledging each other. Wins... 10 mil for ch- for a charity of their choice, right? Or, or no, 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 no. It's theirs. I'm pretty, the side I, bets are for charities. You're kidding. No. So the side bets. So when they're saying there, 100,000 bucks that I birdie the first hole, he goes 2,000, 200,000. That goes to charity. The purse is for the winner. What I have heard, rumoured to be, that they've sp- they're splitting it. This is a sham. Who's putting Who's putting the 10 mil up? Whoever's got broadcast no, rights or whatever. Yeah, this is pay per view. Oh, it's pay per view. It's no, it's pay per view in the states. Yes. It's just on Sky here. Yeah, so it's pay per view. It's like twenty bucks in the states. So yeah, it is. You think about how many people are going to watch it. This is like this is essentially like when Manny Pacquiao, sorry, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao have a fight. Floyd Mayweather goes, "I'm the draw card." Before the fight, no matter what happens, you take thirty five percent. I'll take sixty five percent. This is I, I think this is what's happened here. It's a sh- bit of a sham. Okay, Stoke listeners, we do have the inside word. The heat on the street is that it's it's a setup where it's WWE for golf. But it kind of is though. In saying that, you know, do you think they'll be throwing shots and you know to make sure that the well, if it's charity and there's money being put up for charity, like you you go, if I bogey this, I'll pay fifty thousand dollars to Red Cross or whatever, and then he just flies the green in three parts, you know. It'll be interesting to it'll be interesting to watch, have knowing this, mm. and then we'll come back next week and decide whether. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, ho- I hope we are. I hope we just see see Tiger and Phil doing outrageous thing, just just haymakering each other on the on the golf course. I hope it's a spectacle. Who's more passive aggressive, Tiger or Phil? They're both very moody guys. Tiger, Tiger's like the mind games sort of, but like Kelly Slater. Gets inside your head. But Something about those goats, eh? The goats. Yep, you're right. Steph Gilmore's lovely, though. <sighs> Is she what now? Hey, uh, that's Stoked number 36. 
Welcome, Eugenie. The All Blacks will beat Italy. The world's not ending. Leave Hi Kieran Reid alone. Hi to my Eugenie. Welcome to Aotearoa. Tiger and Phil, good luck for your fake grudge match. Anything else? Oh, good luck to the Uni Blues. Yeah, good luck to the Uni Blues. If you can get up there to North Harbour Stadium, check it out. But, you know, most important, importantly, if you can take one thing away from today, it would be to uh, stay stoked.